What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm just chilling, man. Um, we're before the podcast started. We were talking synchronicities. If you're into that, <laughs> if you're into that, it's basically just. I've never heard anybody explain it well. Like, cause I listen to a whole podcast. These guys talking about it, but yeah. To me, it's just coincidences. It's meaningful coincidences that doesn't really make sense. Right, but I felt like the people that always talk about it seem to find meaning in absolutely every coincidence that happens to them. You know, Matthew McConaughey was talking about that in the podcast with Lex Friedman, and he was like, talking about success and how you live your life, uh, uh, how you live your life either trying to purposefully do stuff or letting mystical stuff happen to you and he goes yeah i mean you can go both ways with it you don't need to shut that totally out of your life because that really does exist but also if everything's a sign then you can't even walk out of a room without you know being enthralled by some crazy whatever you call it you know mystical meaning from heaven you know right so i I think that's uh probably the way to go about it I love Matthew McConaughey too. Like the way he talks, he's like schizophrenic. Yeah. He he like does the craziest analogies, but I know what he's talking about a little bit. Yeah, he's like this mix of like he thinks he's cool. Yeah. And he thinks he's really smart and wise, but he is really cool. Yeah. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's super. I I think. I think. He's like the most charismatic person on the planet, but I think he thinks he's charismatic because he's wise and not just because <laughs> he's like super good looking. Yeah, and, that's a good point. And has a Texas draw and is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think he thinks he's like some Japanese like, you know, samurai that's been doing yeah. it for a hundred years. He thinks it's like his wisdom. But it's... <laughs> just all genetic and his, yeah exactly in his book he was like telling about stories that uh just throughout his life and it was just normal stuff and it was like i was working here when i was 17 then i left there and my dad said this and then the next sentence was and at 18 i was molested in the back <laughs> of a van i was high on peyote <laughs> and it's so much funnier with on peyote. yeah yeah with his voice it's so much funnier Cause he's like reading and then he just drops it. That's it. I know. <laughs> I was high on peyote. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, me too, man. Um, yeah, but, uh, I was watching true detective again. I watched like all eight hours in it's one, one of day. the best. It's maybe the best season of TV. Yeah. Ever. And, and, uh, the guy that plays his partner, um, I forget it. Oh, crap. What's that guy's name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's a great actor, too, in that. But it, Matthew is just so amazing that it, it people kind of get lost in like Well, Matt, his character is the... There's more, a lot more to his character. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's sure, character yeah. is, is just kind of like an everyman cop. But you, it also contrasts, like, he's... He's the one that's supposed to be governed by a family and by uh, Christianity, but he's less governed in his private life than Matthew, who's got no ties. He's not a Christian in in the show. He's not a Christian. He's doesn't have a family, right? But yet he's extremely governed and strict, you know. So it's like there is a little bit to dive into, but I see what you're saying. Like Matthew put. <laughs> He wrote a 450-page essay on, like, Russ in the show, his character, and, like, everything he went through. And, like, they were, like, because he... See, that's the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He thinks he's a great actor because he, like, I spent so much time thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, dude. <laughs> and and be, he thinks he's so... That's, like, Chris D'Elia has a great point about actors. He was, like, acting is so easy. Yeah. He said... It's so easy that actors do things to make it hard so that yeah. they feel like they're like doing something good. Right. He said, these guys will be in a 15-minute scene about you know storming the beach in Normandy, and they'll go to boot camp for three months. <laughs> it was like, 
Not necessary. Yeah, not really. You're running towards a hill and you get shot. <laughs> you could have just done it. Just yeah. do it. Just yeah. imagine what it looks like. like completely <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, like uh, Nick Mullen was talking about it and he was like, acting is the easiest thing ever. It's just some people are charismatic and they... Like, when they do their scenes, they're charismatic. That's yeah. all it is. Like You know it's easy because WWE wrestlers, tons of them just become huge movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> the or Rock like, is the biggest movie star of all time. Yeah. Batista, I, Goldberg. I, I, do, I, I think there's something special about, like, Leo or Matthew or Brad. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, like, people that are great actors. Yeah. But the vast like, majority of but it the Rock is a horrible actor, but it's right. fine. You know what I mean? He's just literally like a human archetype. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He's just like like they grew him in a lab, and they're like, just go be an action star. He's just <laughs> basically human CGI. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, um, <laughs> I saw a video of the Rock trying to. He was like, I think it was staged, and he was like, had the camera filming him. He's like, I've been trying to reel this one in, and he's like fishing, and then he like goes in the water and picks up this huge fish, <laughs> and it's like it looked like he just had it already in the water. It's like staked to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, like everything he does is like that. I was watching F Five, Fast and Furious Five today. Is that the new one? No, it's oh. the fifth one. It's from like years and years ago, and The Rock's character is like he's like the big like. Uh, FBI, like, yeah, guy that they call when they need dirty work done or whatever, and he's tracking <laughs> them down and he gets to Brazil. Oh, yeah, like, what can we do to help you? Out? He's like, two things I want this translator right here, and he's like doing this weird southern accent. <laughs> like, what's the second thing? And I was like, oh, surely my. he's not gonna say this. He's like, stay the F out of my oh, way. My. <laughs> He's like covered in sweat the entire time. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like you know it's coming. That I love those movies because of that. And he though. kept saying that some bitch is gonna get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does say Dude, that. I remember that. And I love Where is he? He's from Hawaii, right? Yeah. Why is he talking like he's from Deep Texas? <laughs> I love that scene where him and Vince are like fighting each other and or whatever Vin Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. And Vin is like a fat guy now <laughs> and the rocks like 400 pounds and they're like equally beating each other up when he's like slamming against the wall and they're like going through walls it's like you would not stand a chance vin diesel is jack in those movies but he also like i love that he didn't give a crap he has like a belly yeah like he's just sitting there in like his sweaters and tank tops with his <laughs> gut sticking out but yeah. he has these huge arms I mean, yeah. it's more believable, I guess. It's yeah, it, I mean, there. I think that's true. It's like, if you're playing some, that dirty, like, street guy, it doesn't matter. Dirty you street guy. Yeah, like, you, you know what I mean. Do like, you know that Vin Diesel, like, doesn't know what race he is, basically? Really? Like, nobody knows. I'm very good at picking that out. I would say probably, like, Dominican mixed with know. something else. How does he not know? I guess he doesn't know who his dad is. Couldn't he just do a 23 me or something? I guess, but... <laughs> I, guess, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Well, it does matter, but um, he should just... I would guess some sort of mix of, like, Dominican. Um, something like that. I'm really good at spotting that. I don't know. But um, I was going to... he kind of has facial features like some of the Brazilian guys. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, do you know who... Uh, Oh, who's that? Vanderlei Silva. I was going to say that, yeah. He kind of looks like Vanderlei Silva a little bit in the face. He does. Dude, some of those Brazilian fighters, it's like, they should... Well, I guess it doesn't really matter, but they were not good looking to begin with, and now their nose is like <laughs> totally crushed, and their yeah. ears are like... And they look <laughs> insane. Like You talk about Brazil. <laughs> my favorite is Vanderlei and Chelsea. Oh my gosh, dude. I'll, I'll go back and watch that. And so Chell is just like roasting him up there, and like he, Chell's just like he's not even like having fun anymore, and he's just like, all right, let's get this over. With. And then uh, Vandalay says, "This guy's only got a job; be- he only makes money because of his mouth, not his fighting." And Chell goes, uh, "The only one I know that <laughs> the only person I know that makes money off their mouth is your ex-wife." And oh, that, that's Tito. Ortiz. Oh, that is Tito. What am I talking about? I love that press conference yes it's tito did you see where tito's like 
He's like, you know, this guy talks all fun and games, but it's like the lion that's oh, on, the, my, yes. on the prairie, and you know, you, you know, the hyenas come and they pick at him. Goes on way too long. And they pick at him, <laughs> and then Shell's like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, tell us another lion and hyena story, Tito. Everybody's dying to hear it. This is class. No class. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like after Chell says the line about his ex-wife, he gets so like I've oh, never seen so a person mad. get that mad. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no class. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> Those yeah. guys are so stupid. They don't even understand that Chell is making them so much money. Yeah, no. If they and, get any sort of cut of the pay per view, or if they have a rematch, like he's making them so much money. Seriously, like it would get so mad. What was it? I think it was Tito. Yeah, I think it was Tito. They had like a rematch and Chell lost. And then after the fact, uh, he went back there. Uh, Tito went to Chell's uh, dressing room and he was like, I need you to apologize about something you said. And Chell's like, come on, dude. I just lost you. I'm already embarrassed. And he was like, you need to apologize. He's like, I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> it was all just for the fight. I don't actually hate you. Like, And he was like, you said it, and that mean like, word is bond type stupid yeah. crap like that. And he was like, no, I'm not going to apologize. Like, why would you kick a man while he's down, you yeah. know? But, uh, That's did so you funny. know that Chell's son and robbed a bank? Really? Yeah. And he knew who uh, D.B. Cooper was? Oh, did it have something to do with, like, his family's land or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah, his granddad was losing their farm for some, like pretty stupid reason the form that they had had their whole life and his grandma lived on so he robbed a bank digitally somehow with a group of other guys and the i think the fbi or something or he might have been in from no he was in canada no 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 he was in seattle i think and uh the fbi he pulled it off he got all the money the fbi Oregon. was he's what, from Bend, Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so he pulls Eugene, it off. Eugene, Oregon. And they're interrogating him and about like 20 different bank robberies that he didn't do. But they were like trying, and he didn't money launder, but they were trying to get money laundering like because they couldn't figure out who it was. So they were like, we're just going to throw it all at this. And if you take credit for it, we won't even, we'll give you like a $10,000 fine. So he was like, okay, I did it. He got $10,000 fine and got to walk away with the rest. Wow. It's like, what the heck? But uh, he was like, yeah, man, if my dad was still alive, he probably would have went up there and like shot them. But I was like, I'm going to do it like this, you know? So I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And also, someone he lived close to, they knew who D.B. Cooper was. Really? Yeah, and he like was talking about it, which is kind of interesting. Well, everybody knows who D.B. Cooper was. No, 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 that's like a fictional th- name that he put out. Like he. T- oh, really? Yeah. That's not like his actual name. And there's just like that infamous drawing of him. Hmm. But uh, speaking of The Rock, did you like the song that he put out? Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> it's like the cringest crap ever. It's like one of those uh, YouTube rappers got him on the song that... They think if you go as fast as you can, it's like a good song. So it's like four minutes straight in the mud. And then The Rock comes in at the end and he's like, he, he like me and Austin were laughing at it. And it's like, uh, black and Samoan in my veins, my culture banging with strange. What's my mother effing name? Rock! <laughs> it's like so cringe. It's like John Cena's uh, yes. hustle loyalty. <laughs> What was that song he that had? Basic Thugonomics. Basic Thugonomics. <laughs> His character was like a white black guy or yeah. something. Ethan's dad. Yeah. <laughs> the archetype. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the white guy that you know he know he's got a lot of black friends <laughs> and he he hits the street, bro. <laughs> Do you remember when Vince McMahon said the N word to him? No. <laughs> it was like a funny bit. Yeah, I can pull the video up. It, it was like one of those cutscenes they do in the middle of the matches. And Vince talking to uh, John. <laughs> he goes, hey, great work out there. And he's like, thank you, sir. And he goes, keep it up, my N-word. Uh-uh. And he like dabs him. And then the camera pans up to Booker T behind him. And he's like, <gasps> and he's like I was like, how did you do this? That's crazy. 
Dude, there's WWE had such a crazy sense of humor and yeah. that stuff. That's it's why so it's funny. so good. Dude, I was laughing so hard at the King and the Sting today. That's like my favorite podcast. I can't believe that. It's there's so like funny. There's so much better stuff out there. Crystalia I mean, kills me on that because he was like, Brendan and Eric are like really into movies. Uh huh. But they're really into like all of the like trending popular movies or whatever. Yeah. And, Chris is very much like me. Like, he likes, and I guess like you, he likes very, like, esoteric, like, artsy, like, dramas and just good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, man, did you see all the awards that uh, Wednesday is up for, blah, blah, blah? He was like, uh, should, shouldn't have got, shouldn't have been nominated for that. Yeah, those. seriously. And they were like, dude, are you kidding me? Have you seen her performance? And he was like, actually, I haven't, I haven't watched it. <laughs> he said, but I'm telling you right now, it's, it's okay. Yeah, seriously. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And I, I, they were like, no, no, it's gr- she's great. And you don't have to be. He was like, no, I get that. I get that. But it's just okay. It's okay, yeah. And she shouldn't. He was like, I haven't seen it, but it is. It's, it's just okay. It's literally just okay with a great marketing budget. That's it. And then he was talking about Robert Downey Jr. And he was like, yeah, no, he's a great actor. And, you know, he just does those Iron Man movies now. And Eric goes, hold on. Just does Iron Man movies. <laughs> he goes, let me tell you something about Iron Man. And Chris goes, that's okay, go ahead. But I'm I'm about to get pissed. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm about to get pissed at whatever you're gonna say. Like, you're gonna did, say that Iron Man is like a great uh, artistic or a great acting, which he did. He does a great job as Iron Man. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's but, just it's a different type of movie. Yeah, it's like a those movies. You know, movie. watch. Well, it's just that those movies aren't made for act like. Yeah, to characters to shine. Yeah. It's all plot driven and action driven and right. CGI driven and well, I, like I, Robert Downey Jr. The first is a great actor. Was, the first one he was an amazing actor because the whole arc is about yeah, and it's a great movie as well. But it's about like how he's such a you know self absorbed piece of yeah. crap, and then he like slowly redeems himself. But then the rest is basically no, that. for sure. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like not. I don't know. It's not original or anything like that. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it's not. It's just aren't. It's just a different type of movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now now it's cracking me up because he was making them so mad about that. I'm kind of glad that new Flash movie is horrible and flopped, even though I like James Gunn, because that kid that, like, is a horrible person that they haven't fired, and I'm not, like, trying to cancel him. Like, he should be in jail. It's not, like, canceling him. He's, like, like groomed this like 12 year old Indian girl and then stole her and he like has a cult and fills them with drugs and like he's been uh, running from the police but they put him in like a major blockbuster it's like insane I saw some clips that were just looked god awful it was like I saw a clip of a building getting knocked over oh yeah and all these babies fall out and he's like zipping up like saving (laughs) all the babies and Somebody posted it and was like, did they really just shoot this? Like, is that really in the movie? <laughs> There's some scenes where the CGI is so bad. It's like, I think it's like uh, Batman, like, like flying or something, like, through the air. And his face was, like, morphing because it's, like, the CGI is so bad. Yeah, people were, like, somebody had an awesome post the other day. It was, like, CGI from 2004. Yeah. And it was great. It was like the Balrog from... Do you remember the Balrog scene from Lord of the Rings? What where is he's that? Where he's like, you shall not pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That giant demon thing. Right. Like, that CGI looks crazy compared yeah. to, like, some of the stuff in, like, those, like the movie, like the Marvel or the DC yeah, movies we're really talking about. Yeah, I don't really get that. I mean, they've got the craziest budget of all time. I know I Netflix know. movies aren't... They don't... It's kind of infamous. They don't have the best CGI, but it's like... You've got all the money and... See, I think somebody was saying they CGI so much stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, they were showing that that uh, Spider-Man movie we watched. Yeah. You know, the scene where Nick Fury's sitting in his room waiting for him to come in. Yeah. And he's like, shoots his friend. They showed a scene of Nick sitting there, just sitting against the wall talking. And it was like... Half of it was CGI. That's crazy. And, like, and just the, a, the background was CGI. The gun was CGI. What? His, all this, like his clothes. Their gun? That's crazy. And somebody said the reason they do that is because they it's quicker for them to shoot the movie like that because they know executives and people are gonna have 
want to make notes and they can just oh. change it in post-production instead of having to reshoot dude that is so that's crazy. so it's like, dumb i know it really is it's like you just need one super genius to have vi- his vision yeah like christopher it, nolan's movie exactly you like that's what works historically yeah. you don't need a thousand like corporate guys to be like let's put this in let's put this in but i mean of course with those blockbusters that's just how it goes you know like stanley kubrick or like a maniacal guy who's a genius, you know what I mean? Who yeah. will put his actors, like, manipulate, like, gaslighting and manipulation to make them do whatever he wants. Like, Stanley would, during The Shining, he would uh, be, like, super mean to the the woman actress. And the the thing went on for, like, two years filming. He would, like, he ha- made her have a mental breakdown so that she would on camera. And he was, like really nice to um the boy and the guy like but it was because he he's got historically like talked about he does that on purpose like so he made the lady have a mental breakdown and she was like talking about how horrible of a person he was and stuff but nobody cared because they're like he made a great movie like shut up (laughs) um but yeah um i think so is rick glassman like is he Crystal, like, his, does he impersonate him or something, kind of? Or, yeah. like, he's, like, his character, is kind of, his shtick is kind of like Chris, right? Like, where he's, like... I would, could, wouldn't say that they could be any more different. Really? <laughs> he, like, when he was, like, when he acts super confident or whatever. Yeah, but Rick Glassman's whole thing is that, like, trying to be super clever yeah. and quick... Like, that's his whole thing. Okay. Like, he tries to be... <laughs> he tries to be clever and gotcha. make you feel awkward because he's so clever. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it's, like... I never really The most him. annoying brand of comedy I've ever seen. Yeah, Nick Nick Mullen was saying, like, they try to, they try to act like... Uh, uh, this is a little bit off topic. He's like, yeah, dude, Adventure Time, it's got adult humor in it. Like, oh, it's not just for kids. And it's like... No, that's just kid humor. It's like adult humor is like poop jokes and like slurs and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, he's kind of right. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, what I was going to say. Rick Glassman went on the Adam Friedland show. And they were like, uh, they were talking about, they were like, Rick tried to make this quick-witted pun about his aunt or something. And then Adam was like, he his whole stick is like, he's stupid and awkward. And he was like, yeah, uh, aunt. She's a an- antidote for a boner, and Rick like looks at him and he goes, uh, "He's like, well, you were looking to get me, and you got me. Don't get used to it." And it like made me laugh, like the way he said it. He's fun. He's definitely a funny guy. Yeah. It's just it's intent. He's intentionally annoying. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. Like I, I've, yeah, I, I, I commented on one of his videos one time. I was like, dude. Do you intentionally try to get people not to watch you? <laughs> and he like laughed or something like that. Because that's what he was doing. Like he shot a video. I was watching his live stream and he was like repairing his fridge. <laughs> and that was like all he was doing. And But he, he has like huge actors come on his podcast. Yeah. And they only get like 20,000 views. You, you know that Bobby Altoff girl? Uh-uh. She, she's like blown up. She has a podcast and her like third guest was Drake. Oh, and it's wow. like everyone's like this is like so inorganic like she's obviously an industry player and it's the worst content i can possibly imagine it's like her the whole point of it it's not like there's no information you're getting from drake it's not funny but it's funny to like the basic normie girls i guess and the whole stick is she's just like a girl that's awkward and it's like so what's your type and he's like oh I like this I, I can't believe you just said that like something like that and it's like so annoying but uh Rick Glassman was on there and it's like how the heck does he get in all this stuff like I don't know he I don't know I don't get that either he knows like everybody yeah, yeah. I don't know I get, but uh oh yeah that Bobby Altoff girl she was talking about how she's like broke and the only reason she got Drake was because she just DM'd him after she had like one good podcast. And then someone came out on Twitter and they're like, 
she's her family's like rich Jewish people. She uh, got signed to one of the biggest agencies in the world with like no proven success. That's how that works. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Is her dad or somebody's an agent? Yeah. He got her signed to his thing, and then the agents say, oh, hey, Drake, I have a client that started a podcast. You'd be doing me a huge solid if you'd just go on. Right. Like, Drake's people are her people, so they... Right. You know what I mean? That's how that works. For sure. It's not like she called Drake and... No, of course not. Drake's manager was like, hey, please do me this favor and blah, 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 blah. He was like, yeah, whatever. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, why is she lying about how she's broke and how she just DM'd him? Why can't you know. just be like, All yeah. these people, it's crazy when you start looking into CIA connections, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, get me, don't get me like, wrong. crazy. Just like, there's so many people in Hollywood that it's like their dad was in the CIA. Yeah, man. <laughs> who, who uh, Andrew Tate's dad was in the CIA. Alex Jones' parents were in the CIA, or his family. Michelle Obama's mother. Jeez. I mean, uh, Barack Obama's mother. Um, who else? Uh, Tucker Carlson's dad was in the CIA. It's like, what the heck? You know, and the crazy thing is, like, some of the people are actually saying true stuff that's edgy, but they're still, you know, yeah. probably connected. Speaking of Alex Jones, did you see he signed a deal with Steven Crowder? I did see that. I think that's a horrible idea. I know but... you don't like Crowder. I think it's not that I don't like him because I was a big fan back in the day. I think he's like, I think he's got a lot of dark secrets. He's unstable and he's definitely on Adderall all the time. All those guys are. Yeah, for sure. But he's probably on like ninety milligrams. Like what? The I'm way? not crazy about uh, Crowder. Yeah, man. I don't like any of those conservative guys that are like, like the whole. Change my mind. Yeah. I hate that. It's like, dude, just go jump off a bridge. So Red Bar was watching Crowder, and he was like, he went to go do the change my mind thing, and he, he put a cast on, and Red Bar was like, I've just got a suspicion that he's putting that cast on so he doesn't have to fight if anybody tries to fight him. <laughs> I've got a cast. <laughs> so then he pulls up a clip from the next day, and he's doing jujitsu without the cast, and it's like, I told you. <laughs> He's, he's a scumbag, though, for sure. And it's like, I'm not even saying that because of his political views. It's because this news report came out. So he was like, he's, he was like flashing his wiener to everybody at work and like putting it on their shoulder and stuff. And, and also he would like ask for drugs and like edibles and all sorts of pills and then just give them out freely and stuff. And I was like, oh, that makes sense why, uh... That guy is the comedian that was on. He like, they he was like they wanted to be wanted me to be there at five a.m. and have all this stuff written down, and I would do it, and they would, wouldn't even show up to like six or seven. It's like yeah, they're showing up at seven and got all this stuff written down because they're on Adderall like all day long. Yeah, <laughs> and they, that's also why his sentences like make no sense. He just says every idea that pops into his head, you know. <laughs> I just can't. Some of the... I don't know. I can't even put it to words why I don't like him. Like, what does he call his producer? Like, like not uh, gay Jared or something like that? That was one of the guys that was, like, snitching on him, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, like, half-black, Asian I, I lawyer. I can't stand that stuff. Right. At, yeah, I'm starting to, like, get a distaste for all the... Culturally provocation things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a lot of Jewish people I see are good at not getting involved in cultural provocation. That's what I don't like. Is it's all about the culture war? Yeah, like he's just m- making money off the culture war. Right, for sure. Like he obviously couldn't care less about any of the other stuff because it's the easy stuff to to. That's the easy stuff to take stances on. Yeah. It's like because it's edgy and everybody's interested in it, and yeah, abortion and I mean, Budweiser and yeah. stuff like that. But think about like point one percent of people are trans, and it's got all the like conservative pundits, even liberal pundits, have made so much money off of it. Yeah, and it's been in the news cycle a thousand times. It's like what the crap. Sometimes you just sit back and you're like, what the heck. 
I, that's why I do think Alex Jones is for real. Like, people, they were talking on the King and the Sting how that, you know, he's just making money off of, you know, being a conspiracy guy. But I'm, I really think he believes everything he says. Like, yeah. some of it, I mean, he probably goes too far on some of it just to, you know, get views and and stuff. But you can tell he actually believes a lot of the stuff he says. For sure, yeah. He's not, he's not like, latching on to what's in the news that day. A lot of the stuff he's talking about is, like, people have no idea what he's even talking about yeah, until he brings sure. it up. for sure. You know, it's he's not, got like all these reports. Yeah, it's, it's like, not yeah. like quick jokes about uh, Budweiser and Dylan yeah. Mulvaney or whatever. I mean, he'll talk about all that stuff at the top of the hour, but then he like gets into like, you know, Article Two, Section Three. Uh, you know, he was reading the U.S. Code on yeah. aerosol injections. How does and he stuff. find some of this stuff? I mean, he has researchers and stuff like that. He's, but he's got to. He right? also has, I think, a photographic memory oh for sure man yeah. he, one time he listed off like the exact law code it was like 20 it was about aerosol long. injections was yeah. it yeah. yeah and they were like google that and he's just spitting out there like, subsection 44 yes and it was and exactly they were like, oh, that say it slower and he was like oh, i can't say it slow i gotta say it quick to remember it, it was yeah crazy. yeah that's right like, i can't i can't say it slow but i've got a pretty good memory if i want to remember something but not like that. Like one time in school, I there, we had to study 500 vocabulary words, uh, and we we're going to be tested on uh, 350 of them or something like that. <laughs> like the third grade? No, no, no. It was <laughs> it. It wasn't like voc. It was like uh, uh, it was like physical science. So you had to know all these things like terms yeah something like that but i had a whole 500 thing the morning of and i memorized them all by fourth period and i got like the highest grade in the class because i was just like well i'll just go through it all just use mnemonics remember it and i could do it but it's like it that took me a couple hours and it goes away pretty quick you yeah know? you had it in your short term memory yeah for sure yeah but he can see something and be like, that's in the back of my head for years. And like, yeah. it's crazy. I wish I had that. Nah. Yeah. You don't. What? I just think that there's, there's just different ways your brain works. And like, I, like, I feel, I was thinking about it today. Like, I feel like my brain has way too much. Like if my brain was a computer, it has a really high processor, but not enough RAM. Yeah. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Like, I can synthesize information, like, super quick, but I can only hold so much of it in my head. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, like, I'm constantly, like, dumping things out. Like, I intentionally don't remember some things. Like, when we went on vacation, the code to to the door. Yeah. They were, like, trying to tell me. I was like, no, 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 don't tell me. I don't, I don't want, I, I can't. I can't bear to hold oh, any more you. information because yeah. there's so many You're things. You're thinking about like all the other stuff. I feel like there's yeah. so many things I have to hold in my head like day to day just to, yeah. you know what I mean? I, but when I yeah. wipe everything else and have a problem in front of me, if I can just focus, like if I can get myself to focus, I can like do anything. Gotcha. But I have a trouble like with the uh, clutter. That makes sense. I feel I, like Adderall, I would be dangerous on Adderall. Yeah. Like, I could totally see myself, like, if I took Adderall, I could totally see myself, like, writing a book overnight. Or yeah, man. trying to, or, like, going and getting a, uh engineering degree online in, like, two months well, that, just yeah. on Adderall. That's, you like, know? every, well, I, I took Adderall before, and I read, like, a whole huge book, and I also, um, I did, like, a whole project in one night that was supposed to be like a whole semester project. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it's great for that, you for know? Productivity. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, uh, it's, it I makes, I want to try it. Yeah, for sure. It makes working like you're doing your work. It makes it fun. But, uh, I think my psychiatrist said that I need to be careful because I can get like, it might make me manic yeah. and then I can swing back the other way. For sure, I I totally know. Because I talked to her about steroids, I was like, "What if I like took steroids or test or something like that?" Yeah, and she was like, "It will make you feel much better." She said, "But it, the problem is that goes away, and then you 
are either stuck you're stuck in kind of a mania mm-hmm. that will swing back the other way and you'll crash into like depressive I think that's really the hard. best way to do it though <laughs> swing from manic to depressive I mean that's how bipolar. I've always done it um, well I think we both have a little bit of bipolarity in us yeah I mean I know but I'm, yeah. I like it I, I like just, being manic. I yeah, get me too. so much done, but everybody loves it. I do swing the other way sometimes. I do too, but it's like I would rather be manic than never be manic. That's right. what I've learned about myself, and everything's a trade-off. So I just deal with it. I'll tell you what's crazy is that, well, I, when I was having like anxiety really bad, if I drank enough coffee, it would completely go away. Really? Oh, because um, yeah, that makes sense. Actually, it's like a stimulant. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, because you're, you're, that makes sense. It's like, uh, people who are like in a, like a hyperactive state, stimulants actually, that's what what Adderall's supposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, even you out if you're like that. Um, but if you're not, it's going to like shoot you up. That's why people abuse it, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Dude, that I'm on creatine. I'm finally like dosed up and been taking it, dude. I'm like so much stronger on that creatine. Yeah, it's man, crazy. It is crazy. I uh, I lifted more on squats. I only did like three sets, but I got more reps, and it was like awesome. My squats felt pretty weak today. I was having it was pretty tough. I didn't really warm up, but all of my upper body stuff and just the I just don't get. Like sore and my joints feel yeah, so much better. Yeah, that's the best thing, dude. It's crazy. My, my lower back and my legs, they don't lock up like they used to. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. It's yeah. like a miracle drug. I was telling, like, when I first did it, I was like, everyone should be on this. Yeah. And Austin's like, it'll just make me, like, fat and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but, uh, dude, all week this week, I, I didn't sleep at all. I and what? I. I just didn't sleep. I, I would like, I don't know why. I would wake up, I'd sleep for like a little bit. I couldn't go to sleep. I'd wake up and my chest would feel horrible. And it's like, I'd just toss and turn. I was hot. I was cold. Just no sleep. I'm like seeing yeah, stuff. COVID? I don't know. I don't think, uh, maybe, who cares. But I'm like seeing stuff. I'm like, anyways, um, I just kept going to the gym because it's just like my routine. I would get in there, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work out today. Do, like, one thing, and I'm just, like, laying there. So I'd just start doing stuff on my phone. And uh, Mark, like, didn't know what was going on with me, but he didn't want to say anything. So I would just, like, leave, and he was like, what the crap? But he just didn't say anything. I'd go home, four days of that. no, Like, nothing, no sleep. And then, um, like, Thursday, I felt better. And I go into the gym and I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm like squatting and I'm trying to do bench press. And then Mark starts talking to me and we start talking. And we talked for like an hour and a half and I didn't get to work out. And I was like, crap. But it's not like it was his fault or my, like we were just talking, you know. And he was like, I don't know what was going on with you. Like you wouldn't say anything. You were just on your phone. You'd like lift one thing and then just leave without saying bye. I was like, yeah, sorry about that. He's like, I didn't want to say anything. But yeah, I was pretty messed up. And I was like super depressed. I didn't I, like I was like I didn't say anything the whole week, but I feel better Thursday. So that's crazy. Yeah. You think you were sick? Yeah, I think I was sick for sure. Oh. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, and it's it was horrible. And I dreamed finally last night. So it was like because I always have super crazy, intense, realistic dreams. I didn't have it all week except for last night. Um, and a little bit the night before, but yeah. And I would like wake up at like two and then wouldn't go back to sleep till four and then wake up at five, you know, that's the worst. Yeah. I got in my head about not sleeping enough and couldn't fall asleep last night. Oh no. So I took a Xanax to fall asleep and it gave me crazy dreams. Really? Dude, I had this dream that, so I, before I fell asleep, I heard, I thought I heard somebody downstairs. And so I kind of like pulled the cameras up and I, I don't think it was anything. So I fell asleep and then I had a dream that I heard something and I went out to the garage and it was the garage at my old house and the, the stairs to the attic were down and all of a sudden this like 
demon kid type thing crawls out of it like a hunchback like super pale skin and starts like crawling towards me and i take my shotgun and just blow (laughs) that's awesome i blow a hole in its head (laughs) and everybody's like holy crap what is that (laughs) they're like freaking out and it's still like moving and stuff and then somebody was like that's just a kid or that's that's just like a disabled person or something And I, like, killed it because it was, like, freaking me out or whatever. It's just a disabled <laughs> Yeah. He just blew his head off. I just blew his head off because it was, like... He, like, wandered he, in like, your room. He, like, scared me. He's like, hey, yeah. But it was pretty disturbing. That's just a kid. The image was disturbing, oh, for sure. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, sometimes I have, like, I had this one dream. I used to, a little while ago, I would have these dreams... Where I would sit down to watch a movie with some people, and then I would be sucked into the movie, and I would be doing whatever the movie was, and I did that, and we were on this uh, back road with corn everywhere, and we were going like 100, and there's a car behind us going 100, and they were like catching up to us, and they get to the back of us, and I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I knew it was like someone trying to kill us. And I had to go out past, like, I broke the window out, and I went out to him and stabbed him in the head. And then when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, my gosh. But it was, like, so gruesome, and, like, he was just, like, staring at me. (laughs) I have reoccurring violent dreams where I have dreams, you know, all the time where basically something will happen, like, Somebody will do something to me or, like, try to get into my house or my car or something and I'll kill them. Yeah. And then it'll come to find out that was, like, a member, like, somebody in the mob's son or something. Oh, no. And so then, in my anxiety-riddled mind, this is a reoccurring dream, I'll be, like, holed up in my house and there's, like, 40 guys (laughs) that are, like, coming and from the bushes and the trees (laughs) and stuff to try to come in and kill me. Hey, Tony! And I'm literally, like, John Wicking everybody and, like, (laughs) killing, killing, I'm, like, killing all of them. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's always, like, I'm in my house and they're trying to come get me inside my own house. Sometimes there's other people with me that are helping me and sometimes I'm, like, running and stuff. That's crazy. Well, actually, and a lot of them, like, and this, you know, is kind of Freudian or Jungian. A lot of the, a lot of them, instead of me like staying back and the people coming to kill me and me fighting them off, a lot of them I preemptively, I'm like, well, I just killed that guy in the mob son. I might as well go over go to their kill house all and kill them. all of them <laughs> That's before the way they I come think. get me. It's and like, so, yeah, let's just go kill everyone. It just becomes like a bloodbath because I <laughs> killed their kid and I don't want them coming that's for me. That's insane. Because that's like my biggest anxiety. Really? Is people coming for me. <laughs> yeah, I get and that. And it's not that I'm scared of that. It's just the fact of knowing that you can't ever let your guard down. Oh, people, yeah, man. You know what I mean? That's a crazy fear, yeah. Yeah. That like, makes I don't sense. know how people that... like go into witness protection or something. I don't know how you would do that. Like, I would rather just be like... I think you just have to get rid of the fear of death. You have to be ready to die. It's not the death. It's it's not dying, really, even, that scares me. It's just, like, the anxiety of being in that... It's like watching a movie where a jump scare is about to happen, and that's the entire movie. But, yeah, but you're scared because they're going to kill you, right? Yes, you're scared because they're going to kill you, but that's not what create the anxiety the anxiety is knowing the anxiety is knowing that somebody could come for you at any second but not knowing when right for sure yeah that makes sense yeah that's a crazy dream like mine or more just uh i'm like michael myers style demon hauntings (laughs) that's what mine are like always it's when it's like a villain coming after me like i'll have stuff like that and then i had one the other night where we were in Nana's house, and it was, like, it's always, like, her house, but, like, another added three floors of, like, weird stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's like, this demon in the house with us that was, like, bossing us all around. And if I didn't, if we didn't do something right, it would just, like, kill us or something. Like, those are mine. But that's, like, really interesting that yours is so specific, you know? Yeah. I don't know. My dreams are also, and I think it's because of how I think about things, but, like, mom... When I think about things, it's very geographic. Yeah. Like. What does that mean? Like, I guess, like, 
I visualize spaces, like a lot of spaces. And so all of my dreams are like in area, like I'm never like in a new place that I've never, like it's always like in really? an old house that I've been in or a friend's house or my, or my, our parents' old house. That's interesting. Or, you know, it's like, and that's when I think or like when I'm reading a book and they're describing being in a house, like I see a house that I've been in. That's crazy. I never do that. Like I, it's very That's weird. I never I always, thought about that. I always put my thoughts in like a geographic space that I've been. It's hard for me. I to, wonder why it's always in know. the stuff you've always been in. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I can create a room or a house or something, but it's like the same thing. Huh? I don't know. That's weird. I wonder. Really I'm weird. gonna look into that. I'll always, yeah. I want to know more about it because my. Yeah. It's so weird. Like my brain is built so much on just geographically where I'm at. Like yeah. I, I feel like I can remember every house I've ever been in. Like I can draw yeah, the layout for, for you. sure. Yeah. Um, well, no, I probably wouldn't be great at like a lot of other houses, but like the one we grew up in, yeah, I could do it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I could do it on your old house as well. Yeah. Cause I get so, you know, you just get used to the new stuff, but it's like, that's crazy. Like I had this one dream the other night where we, me and a bunch of other people went to this new town and it was like, oh, it was like all purple and there's like churches there. I'd never been there. And so when I dream, it's totally different towns. Sometimes I'll be driving for an hour down like a whole different place. Like that's my, I don't know why it does that. Um, that's cool. A lot of them are in, and I noticed this, a lot of my dreams are in hotels, which I love those dreams. Uh, camps, like in the woods, camps with a bunch of other people or, um, you know, like basically that, a lot of camps and hotels, like That's huge cool. hotels. I love the hotel dreams though. Mine are almost always in familiar spaces. That's, and I do have some like that sometimes. That's interesting. Like I wish we could just know exact, like this world, nothing ever gets solved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just wish we could get an answer on some stuff. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's super interesting. I'm going to try to find out more about that. Because yeah. I never even thought about, like, oh, other people dream differently. Like, they, no one has the exact same uh, sequences or patterns that you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it probably spells, it's probably very indicative of how you think. For sure. Like your thought structure too, because you you obviously think very abstractly and like just we were talking about the way you tell stories and stuff and it's all just kind of <laughs> yeah. all over the place and creative and stuff like that. I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, my, there, I don't know, I just want to, like my biggest question is why is it always camps and hotels? Like that's the most common thing. Or like a penthouse, or like, not a penthouse, but like a, a neighborhood, or like, it's always community. Like, I'm with 50 people, or 10 people, um, I'm driving down the neighborhood, or I'm in the hotel with my friends, or something like that. So I want to know what that's about, but yeah. I'm sure, I think it, it also probably, like, it's your thinking, and the way your brain works, for sure. But yeah, um... Anyways, I would love to know the. I probably have a John Wick number body count in my. <laughs> um, what if you found out when you died, like you went to the afterlife and you found out the people in your dreams were real? <laughs> it's like alternate reality. Yeah, and you're just killing like I'd millions. Be screwed, dude. <laughs> I'd be good because I've killed a bunch of demons in my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I've just killed tons of people. I did the Wim Hof method the other night when I, it was like when I was feeling bad. Some people I killed were innocent. I just presumed that they <laughs> you were going to kill me. You presumed they were the mob. You saw like someone walking in the house that looked Italian. <laughs> You're not kidding me today. <laughs> you killed their kids. Like, <laughs> I was like scorched earth. <laughs> You're not going to get my house. <laughs> very, yeah, it's schizophrenic. It kind of is like you're, you think your neighbor is like telling you I'm a very like paranoid schizophrenic in my <laughs> dreams freaking like disabled kid came out of my attic and I blew a hole in his head last night it was so graphic too like, what is 
that? Blasted a hole right through his head. Excuse me, sir. Boom. And I was like walking out there and I looked up and he's like, just immediately. I didn't even ask anything. My favorite part was someone said, that's a kid. <laughs> Again, it was just things that I was like, I'm going to go to prison for this. <laughs> I just shot. You're so logical. And in then I was thinking like, what would the good defense attorney say for this? <laughs> like, your honor, look at this. No one would assume this was a person. Yeah, he's like crawling. <laughs> and the parents are in like, court and they're all like crying I, while he says that. I was thinking, what is the good defense for this? <laughs> I don't think there is one. You're crazy, dude. You're so <laughs> logical in your dream. I've had I moments think some like of that, that was like a twilight state of waking or whatever. You gotcha, know what I mean? yeah. Like you still think you might be going to jail when you're waking Dude, up. Dude, I have tons of dreams where I wake up like, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, is it, was that a dream? Was that a dream? Yeah, and then I'm yeah. so happy that it was. Right. You know what I mean? I've had, yeah, I've had some where it's like you've got some huge issue and whatever it is, and you're like, uh, stressing so hard i'm sure that's the worst sleep you ever get when stuff like that happens and you wake up and you're like so grateful it was just a dream you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah so uh so what's up (laughs) (laughs) i saw you had some podcast notes that you had written i haven't looked at them oh thank goodness hold on yeah i I realized how stupid it was when I i mean some of them are cool let me read how i write uh, my notes. Um, Christian last year, but same view, dash marriage, women, and sex. Wow. Another one, David. Well, that, that's fine. True Detective is based in, in the truth of Saturn slash Gnostic beliefs. <laughs> Absurdism, men and women friends slash myself slash red-pilled biology. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? That's psychobabble. <laughs> Okay, so what I, what did I mean by Let me just tell you David Bowie's wife's story. At like in the early 70s, David Bowie like really went off the rails in LA. He was like doing a ton of coke and he wasn't eating anything. He's already pretty skinny, but like at that time, he was so tiny like the machinist type skinny or something. But uh he would eat like one apple a day and just do coke. And he would burn, like, black candles, like, occult stuff. And he was super into the cult at that time. Which is interesting because a lot of people that get really into the occult have the same experience of, you know, like, losing time. And, like, uh, Absol was really into it. He dropped an album, just like David Bowie did. And he sleptwalked onto a... uh, like a overpass and jumped off and broke like almost all the bones in his body and he doesn't remember doing it Hmm. and it's like what the heck well david bowie did the same sort of stuff but at that time so his wife was recalling a story where uh he calls her and he and she's like out of state or something and he's like crying he's like i'm at the witch's house and they're trying to get my sperm and do a, a ritual to bring about like a demon baby or whatever. And she's like, okay, he's like out of his mind manic or whatever. She calls his manager and his manager like is on the phone with them and he hears like laughing and stuff. And, uh, one of the witches, I guess, came to the phone and they like, were just laughing, like made no sense really. So his manager was telling David, and he was like, they tell me I can't leave or they're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. So his uh, manager was like, go into the street and run until you get a cab. Well, they like found out it really was real witches. And he was like actually doing an occult ritual. And they were like trying to get his sperm to impregnate one of the witches to bring about some sort of demon baby. And that it's just like Rosemary's baby. But, uh, Man, I gotta re-listen to that, but there was some more crazy stuff I can't remember. But David had been, like, trying to do rituals for, like, a week or something like that. And they, like, had to get him uh, away, and they were like, you have to quit using coke. Like, you're out of your mind, you know? Yeah. But he made that whole album, uh, Station to Station, and he doesn't remember doing it. And it's, like, one of his best albums. 
like how it's do you crazy. how do you make such beautiful art when you're like that out of it? You know, I was re-listening to Eminem's latest two albums. Yeah, and I realized he calls MGK and Tyler the Creator uh, both Satanists. Like he specifically calls them Satanists. Yeah, like, two or three times. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, um, Tyler, the creator, when he first came out, he had a lot of like Satanist imagery. Like he had an upside upside down cross, and MGK, he's doing the whole like punk, like uh, rap devil. Yeah, sort of like right. devil imagery. No, I get yeah. why he's calling him that, but it is interesting. I thought it was interesting, like in his, for him to call them out. You know, it yeah. would be less interesting if they were just like random people, but like right. They're both like in Hollywood and yeah. No, I totally believe that sort of stuff. Like, uh, like is Eminem just saying that like for fun or because he knows these people right, personally? Right. He knows you know? these types of people too. Right. And it's like uh, he's been around for like twenty years. You know, he's he knows exactly what's going on. So, I mean, uh, yeah. What what was I just like? Um, there's true proof that some of these people, whether it be they worship Satan or they worship like Moloch or whatever it be, it's like these weird pagan gods and stuff. And I've come to the realization that there's probably a bunch of like lower gods out there and entity, like we call them gods or entities, you know, and they probably have, like in the Bible they talk about, they have geographical uh, power. Like the the prince of Persia or whatever, like a, I guess a sort of demon that was over Persia. It's like geographical influence, I guess. And I believe that there's a lot of them. And the Bible is just like, like why would God be? Well, I guess it makes sense why he would be jealous. But I mean, I think they even talk about it in the Bible one time. They're like saying about all the entities and stuff. Not just angels and demons, and there's probably some sort of free will out there with those beings, in my opinion, you know. Mm. But that's just my theory. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I was I also wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to talk about either True Detective or the Sky King. Do you know what the Sky who the Sky Kings is? Um, it's this guy. Uh, and he was like a normal dude. He played football, like a normal looking white dude, like pretty big. He lived up in, um, Seattle and he was an aircraft maintenance guy. I uh, worked at the airport and he made like pretty bad minimum wage sort of thing. But he's the, he said the job was like horrible. It would like rain all the time in Seattle. Of course, he'd have to unpack all their bags. He'd work for like super long at night, you know, um, but they would, like, let him travel to, you know, cool places and stuff like that. Well, one time, he just showed, like, his whole family is like, no history of mental illness. He's never done anything crazy. He just decides to steal one of the airplanes, a commercial airplane. And he goes up, and there's, like, whole, like whole audio of him talking with the guy. Like, who is this? Who is this? And he's like, man, I'm sorry, guys. Like... I hope this doesn't screw up your day, blah, blah, blah. He's a nice guy. He's just, like, flying around. He's like, I think I've got enough fuel to go see. And he's never flown. He has no experience flying this huge commercial airplane. He just figured it out. And he's up there flying around the mountains doing this. And they're like, man, uh, we'll give you a job if you come back down. And he's like, no, nah, y'all won't give me a job. I'm white. <laughs> he says <laughs> that. And, uh... Then, at this point, they're like, all right, man, you got to bring it back down. And he's like, okay, man, I'm just going to try to do a barrel roll real quick in a commercial <laughs> airplane. So he goes up in <laughs> this huge airplane, and he comes all the way down and misses the lake by 10 feet. Oh, my and God. the people in the aircraft thing are like, what the heck? And like, Holy crap, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I puked everywhere and all this stuff. And they're like... And he was like, man, I wish I, I, like, I had no idea, like, how to land this. I wish, I thought that would be the end of it, talking about the barrel. He thought he was going to die. And he was like, you know, I didn't really plan on coming down. And he's, like, cracking jokes to the guys and apologizing and stuff. 
and he's not flying over like the city to because he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Right. Well, he just keeps flying around. They're like, all right, you gonna bring it down? He eventually just crashes on this island and just dies on purpose, of yeah. course. And it's like, and, oh yeah, and they were asking him, like, why did you steal it? And he's like. I will just say minimum wage, and he's like, <laughs> maybe that'll get people more money that are working here or something. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so sad too. He's like talking about, he's like, yeah, I got a lot of people that care for me. I apologize to them, and he says, uh, I guess I've, and it's like he's like talking to his therapist, and uh, like through the box, he's like, I guess I've got a lot of screws loose. I never really noticed till now, <laughs> and like all this <laughs> stuff. But it's just wild, man. And it's like... This, they call him the Sky King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's, like, whole audio of it, and there's video of him, like, flying around and, like, dropping and coming up in this commercial airplane. And he's just... He played fight, Flight Simulator. That was it. Mm. And he just knew how to fly. That's crazy. I know. I couldn't believe it. And he... They said they... Like, that plane was not built to do anything like that. And he does an insane barrel roll that, like trained like pilots might not be able to do that's crazy <laughs> i don't know yeah that's interesting i have heard of that now that you say it i was listening to a video or something about it yeah about how he died yeah it's kind of sad it's I wish, crazy i wish chris Valia would go out like that no I'm just kidding. he's uh he's you can tell he's like self-aware and smart and funny and i don't know it's like sometimes uh, Brendan Schaub will be talking and you can just tell he like wants to make fun of him really bad I think at least mm-hmm. and sometimes he does but it's like uh, I don't think he should be on that show you know what I mean like <laughs> I mean maybe Eric's good I don't I don't really know but I feel like Chris is like too smart to be on the show I don't know I think he's so funny with uh, he he's really funny with like other people but he doesn't do a lot of like he doesn't yeah. go on other people's podcasts and stuff. I think so comedians... I think that's the reason I like it. Like, he just will do stuff like... The one thing that they all take seriously is like, they're, well, I'm going to Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, which which club are you... I love that club. Yeah, we should do like a guest spot together. Yeah. And every time Brendan or, or Eric, which are like lower tiers than Chris, like he sells out way more. Like, yeah, I'm coming to Omaha, Nebraska, blah, blah, blah. Chris will be like on his phone and go, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that matter. Today. And they're like, what the heck, man? And uh, Eric doesn't will be like, matter. going to, you know, still trying to sell out the show in Huntsville, blah, blah, blah. And Chris will go, don't go. <laughs> I said, actually, if you're there, fly to Houston and come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like he's actually funny, you know, and Brendan yeah. will be like, and you can just see Chris like look at him Brendan did the whole he does this thing where uh, when people question why he's like saying something that sounds dumb or why he just said that he'll go, it's called podcasting bubble <laughs> yeah and he did that today they, it's called podcasting they're like Brendan why the heck when everybody's talking about fighting you won't say anything <laughs> And that's something you know about, but you don't shut up about anything else that you have no idea about. It's called podcasting, Bubba. What is like, No, it's not. That's, that's, it just like doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's called podcasting. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you about uh, Brendan and... Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Bradley Martin. The bat. Oh, yeah. Do you know Bradley Martin? Uh, I've, I saw him on uh, Burt Kreischer's cooking show. Oh, really? Uh, he's like, you know, he owns a gym in LA, like a real popular gym. He's part of like the Nelk Boys, which are like the biggest dudes oh, ever, really? you know. Yeah. Not like apart, but he's like good friends with them, hangs out with them. Um, but apparently he's like the biggest cheapskate ever. Like he doesn't want to pay for any meals or anything, even though he's like super rich. Yeah. Well, um, Red Bar was watching Bradley and Brendan, they were like watching the fights and... Bradley was like, it was Gaethje versus Poirier, and Bradley was like, dude, I just think uh, Gaethje's gonna win, like, I just have an idea, and everybody was, like, making fun of him, they are like, yeah, how's he gonna win, you don't know, blah, 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 and Brendan's like, yeah, no way he wins, so he's like, alright, we'll put ten grand on it, and, cause they did five last time, five grand, and Red Bar goes, uh, 
he was like, yeah, so Bradley doesn't really understand that Brendan's not making as much money as he is. Uh, like he used to, he could do the five. So he's like, well, let's just, he's like, you must be mistaken. You're not on like the right podcast and not everybody makes millions like you do. So they do the bet 10 grand and, uh, Gaethje wins by like this crazy head kick and he's like, yeah, yeah. And Brendan's like, <laughs> he's like staring at the <laughs> and he's like, and Bradley goes, give me my money, B. Like he's screaming at him and Red Bar is like. I don't think Brendan understands. This is the type of guy that will like hurt you if he doesn't get his like funny bet money that he like did as a joke. It's like he will take it to the extreme, and he like really would. And he was like screaming at Brendan to like, give him his money, and Brendan's like, "Okay, Ed, what? So this bet thing, you really want it, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> like he was trying to get out of it. Obviously, like. Oh, come on, man. We're just joking. That's so funny. But he asked him live on the podcast, so what is Brendan going to be like? Uh, no. Like, because his ego is way too big just be like, no. <laughs> Have you seen the where Matt and Shane uh, challenged uh, Big J? Oh, yeah. And yes. they got to the basketball? I watched that a while ago, yeah. That was so funny. I was watching the whole recap of it. And when they're on the podcast together? Yeah. Oh, my and goodness. Shane was not letting up. He was like, you went on another podcast and we're saying that I wasn't trustworthy. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, was like the biggest baby ever, dude. He that was, was like, the weirdest thing ever. You agreed to play 2v2 and then you got <laughs> shut out 11 to nothing. He's, he was so butthurt about that big day. He was, he was like, he's not trustworthy. He's not a good guy. <laughs> For a basketball game. I mean, they're cool now, but it was so funny. That was so funny. Um, I, I remember when they like made the bet and like Shane and Matt were like, there's no way you're going to win. And they were like, uh, yeah, we're going to win, dude. And they wanted like this super good third guy. And uh, Shane and them were like, no, let's... Or no, no, no. They were like, okay, fine. Let's do a third guy. Well, the day comes and... He didn't show up. Yeah, right. He didn't show up. So it was 2v2 and they both are horrible. And so they shouldn't have made the bet in the first place, which is what Shane said. He's like, I know I'm going to win. That's why I was telling you, are you sure you want to make it? Like, you're going to have to pay up, blah, blah, blah. We're going to demolish you. And they just demolished them. And, like, Lewis is, like, Stanley playing like this. He really was. And, uh, then it come, and he's so mad. He's like, I, I just, I didn't know you were like that, man. I, I didn't know you do that. And he's like, do what? <laughs> Play the game, the bet that you made? <laughs> he was so mad. Shane cracks me up. And Shane's, like, one of those dudes... I, pro- I think he's probably like, I don't know, he was in the right totally, but he's one of those dudes who like sometimes probably needs to shut up. Like if I was around him, I would be like, shut up about that crap. Because I've watched him a while and I get, he's like very, uh, a little bit self-centered. And I think, I think that's what, like when he was on with Martin Shkreli on all them, he, like, wouldn't let Martin even tell... Like, because Martin was totally in the right with what he did. But the media completely destroyed him just because it was a good story. But, like, mm-hmm. Martin can explain every detail of it. But Shane, like, wouldn't let him do it. And he was just, I hate you, blah, blah. Just because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes he needs someone there who, like, will just tell him, like, hey, shut the crap up and listen for a minute. And a lot of people need that. But, like, a, a lot of people that are very strong-willed and uh, very, like, more like leaders, they need someone to be like, yo, shut up, you know, um, guys at least, you know. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> that was a long rant. All right. Is that it? God bless. God bless. I'll do the rest. <laughs>